Hi, this is Christopher Framberg and I'm one of the pastors in SOS Church Stockholm. We are an international Pentecostal church on Kungsholmen with celebrations in both English and Swedish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations that are living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. Uh, my name is Walter Suniga, and I am uh, I'm, uh, I'm invited today to preach. Our pastor today is in Kenya, and uh, I want to just thank uh, thank Pastor Christopher Neely for letting me give me the honor to to share the word today. And because uh, it is a, a very special time, uh, uh, and I've been meditating over what happens, and what happened is that we experience division. You know, we in in a world of democracy, in a world of freedom. We, uh, we, we have something in common, and that, that is uh, we accept one another. And uh, when you come to a church like SOS Church, when you look around, we are just not one ethnic group of people. We are, um, uh, uh, I often call it, the most sweet milkshake in Stockholm. <laughs> when you put all the fruits in one. It, it can never become a milkshake unless you put different fruits you cannot just have apple. You need to put mango and banana, and so then you get the flavor. And uh, SOS Church is an international church in the city. And today I, I would like to talk to you about the power of unity. Uh, because we are living a, a, a different time. We are living a time where the unity uh, it's, it's attacked, where peace is attacked. Unity stands for, for peace. Unity stands for freedom. Unity stands for generosity. Uh, but when that is attacked, division comes, and suddenly we become different. Or we, be, we become we and them, them and us. But the power with the church by, by the cross is that it's not them and us. It's we. And it's only we. It's, uh, we are colorblind. We are culture blind. We are one culture. We are one color. And that's what makes it so, so powerful with the unity in the church. And uh, so I have, I have uh, meditated. And, you know, the, uh, the diamond, uh, my, my message is it's, um, it's based on a, a little symbolic thing, the hidden diamond. The hidden diamond, it's, uh, if you don't know, um, it's, it's carbon pressed together under high pressure and heat. That's what creates a diamond. And uh, it's, it's a picture of unity. Because uh, when you find it, it's something precious and beautiful. And, uh, and uh, yeah, diamonds are something women love so much. That's why we men are so afraid to pass through a uh, jewelry with our wife. You know, we're just like... Oh, you know, she, she goes like, oh, look, so nice ring. Yeah, let's go to HM. They have nice T-shirts over there. <laughs> Great, good price. <laughs> you will have it on you, you know. No. <laughs> it's a very good price. But it have, uh, it's, it's, a simple, it's a simple picture, you know, carbons. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a cheap material. But when you press it together, it, cre it, it creates something with value something strong, something that we look at, that we love. And the same thing is with the church. 
when you have people that come together, simple people with different backgrounds that come together and we are pressed together in pressure and in fire and we become this diamond in the city. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Uh, let me, yes, my, uh, let me continue. The Bible speaks about unity in, in so many different ways. And today I want to really preach this to you. I want this to, uh, uh, to sink down in your soul, in your mind, your spirit, because the world needs it. The world needs unity, not division. The world doesn't need more political debates. The world doesn't need more war. No, the world needs unity. And when we find the most beautiful unity around the world is in churches with different cultures and ethnicities come together under one name. That name is Jesus. Amen. You know, the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says that, And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and the prayer. And there are four things that united the church in the, in the beginning. And it was one of those was, of course, the doctrines. The thinking thing was the Holy Communion. It was also the prayer. But what I want to talk to you about is about the, the fellowship, what in Greek is called koinonia, that they came together. It was, it was part of uh, the, 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 uh, the four leg of the church to be sustainable and to grow and to become strong. It was just not to come together in a religious way, worship, read the Bible, but it was that I share with my brother, that I share with my sister, that everything that I have was there too. And that created a, a unity that has survived for more than 2,000 years. The church have lived so long and still all around the world where you go, you find a church, you find somebody that you have never known, never met, but still you say, are you a Christian? Yes. Oh, I'm your brother. <laughs> because we are united by that cross. So fellowship is something that I want to share with you today. From the Bible, I would like to have so little ideology from my, my own. And I would love just to read the word with you. Is that okay? The Bible says like this, that these all continue. This is the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 14. You know, there are the first 60 years of the early church is the most fantastic time in the Christian history because the church didn't have any name. They didn't call themselves anything. They were only followers of Jesus. And that's why we, we love to study the book of Acts with the first Christian where we find the first history of the Christian. And the Bible says in the first year after Jesus uh, 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 being taken back to heaven, it says that they all continue with one accord. One accord in prayer, in supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with the brothers. There is this key word here, one accord. They were together in one accord. I'm not a singer, and I will not sing with you, okay? Because I don't want to make you cry. Not by beauty, but by pain. <laughs> I, I will not give you that today. Maybe another day. There are, there are different days where you will see me dance, and sometimes maybe you will hear me singing. <laughs> I just prepare you. But the, the word, the word uh, one accord in the Greek is this very difficult word to say. That I, I say it, homo, homo, dam, homo damadon. I, I practice it many times, and I felt almost like I made it. I hope we have no Greeks here that is like, what? are you saying it's like the Swedish language you know when you will learn o -E -E, and you come from a Spanish 
you go like A A O U. It's like <laughs> you lost it completely. But we think we say it right, you know. There is there is this city, there is this this island, Holland, Holland, and all the Spanish people go like Holland, Holland. <laughs> but we think we say it right. Anyway, the Bible speaks about one accord, one the word one accord. And the word in Greek, this homo uh, damadon. It's two words put in together. One means rush along, which stands for passion. And the second thing is in unison, one accord, one sound. And when you see a hooligans, you know, even they don't sound great, but they are in a rush, a passion. For one thing, that was, the, that was the picture of the first Christian, that they were in passion and in one sound. They moved together like that. It was a strong unity. And no matter what you see around the world, if you look at history and you see an invasion of a country where a people stand together, it cannot be defeated. Because it is a unity. They are in one accord. The church is not united by a political, political terms or by an uh, ideology or by one person. The church is united when we come all together to Christ. The, co the closer I come to Jesus, the closer I come to you. It's a powerful message. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one and they all have one language. And in this, what they begin to do now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. This was the, the begin according to the history of the Bible, the, the history of the human development. The Bible speak about a time where we, where the human beings speak the same language. Now, the word that is used here for language doesn't uh, specific mean one language. It's specific mean more communication. Have you met anyone, you speak the same language, but still you cannot communicate? Well, sometimes me and my wife have that, that little issue that I'm saying something, she's saying something else, and we are not understanding each other, even though we speak the same language. That happens sometimes. Because my wife is so good in reading a lot of stuff, and I am a little slower to read stuff. Language is not really there. So sometimes I shift over to Spanish. Maybe that helps, but it just gets worse. <laughs> but ha have, you met, have you met somebody, sometimes a friend, a person that you don't even speak the same language, but it, it makes sense? There is a, communi a, a communication. So language doesn't need to be a language, but a way of communication. And the church communicates together through the presence of the Holy Spirit. That was unite us. That, was the, that is the supernatural way of how people can come together. I have said many times that integration doesn't maybe work, do not maybe work in Sweden. Uh, but I tell them sometimes we should invite, you know, <laughs> the, the, the Swedish government to visit SOS Church. Because I think we are good in integration. <laughs> If you look around, we are the most mixed people in Stockholm when we come together. And we come together by that supernatural way which is born in the church. 
Are you still with me? Everything is possible in unity. We can do anything together. You know, like, uh, like the best, one of the best football teams around the, uh, in the world is Barcelona, Real Madrid, PSG. I need, to, I need to mention all the good ones so I don't create separation now here. I did it in the first, the first meeting too. I say Barcelona, I saw like someone was walking out. It's like, I cannot take this. I cannot take this. The pastor is dividing the church. <laughs> so uh, all the good teams... <laughs> When they play in unity, there is this communication in between where they don't even speak to one another. They just know. They just play together like one. The church is united by different ways. One of the things that unites us is the promises. You and me have received the same promises. And, and uh, uh, Apostle Paul, he writes as a Jew. He writes this and he says, the mystery of the truth through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israelites. Israel, member, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. We share the same promise in Christ Jesus. No matter if you are a Swiss, uh, Swedish, uh, Fr uh, French, uh, Italian, a Latino, we all come together under the same promise. That's one of the things that unite the church, that no matter your background or level of society or level of education, the same promise is to you as it is for me. Forgiveness is the same to everybody. The cross stands there the same for everyone. No matter what you have done, still Jesus Christ died for you and shared his blood for you the same month to everyone. It becomes powerful because when you come to the church, you may, you may say, I'm a, I'm a simple person. I'm a rich person. I'm a high educated. I'm a low educated. Oh, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I have difficulties in different areas in my life. No matter who you are, what you are, where you are in life, you receive the same promise in church. Isn't that wonderful? So there is no difference. A new covenant unites us. Uh, it's wonderful uh, that this comes again over and over in the Bible where it says, it says like this, because there is one love. You know, in the church we have the Holy Communion. We break bread. We share the wine together. We, 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 we celebrate Jesus' death. And, and everybody is a partaking of the bread. But the symbol of the bread is that we are one. That is, that is another, another symbolic, a, a powerful message that the church stands together. The Bible says, because there is one love, we are many, are one body, for we all share the same love. And in a time that we are living right now where we experience a, a feeling of division, we, we experience war in our continent, anything... And or everything start to happen through the social media, and people start to see who is doing what and 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 and, and who is attacking where. And for me, as as a person that grew up in war, I know that as a human being, as a father, as a mother, people don't want war. People want peace. And Jesus came with this beautiful message where he brought peace, but peace. That starts first in the heart. 
We can't give peace unless we have received peace. We can't give love unless we have received love. We can't forgive unless we are being forgiven. So it starts first with Jesus. And when love and forgiveness have come, we can look at our enemies and say, I forgive you. And I love you. But that radical decision can only happen when there is this miracle that have come into our hearts and changed the bottom of our inner beings. The command that unites us is that Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. And like I said, it can't, that cannot happen unless the miracle have happened in our own hearts. I have this story uh, of, a, of a man that had his only daughter and uh, she had this boyfriend and the, and the boyfriend um, invited her invited her to jump on the motorcycle he was drunk he drove the motorcycle he, he flipped and the daughter dies in the accident the father like like any other father will uh, I, I completely understand it just it just gets like dark I lost my own daughter. And uh, I have never experienced anything like that, so I, can, I can't testify it out of my own. But he says that when that happens to him, he felt in that dark time how he speaks to Jesus, and Jesus says, I love you, and I forgive you. And the forgiveness of sin and the forgiveness of wrongs that he have done, when he meet this guy, which is, must be one of the most difficult things that you do in life. When he meet this boy that have, in an accident, killed his daughter. He goes to him, grab on him, and he says to him like this. I forgive you as Christ have forgive me. Are you catching this? It can't happen without an ideology. Or a political mentality can only happen by a miracle that happens on the cross. Our world needs a message of love more than ever. Grace by unity. You know, there is nothing more beautiful than grace. Grace, grace means open doors. Grace is I had a chance. Sometimes we call it luck. I hope you, good luck, you know. Uh, but what is luck? I asked one, one, one of my friends. Oh, he said, good luck. And I said, what is luck? Can you explain what luck is? Who is luck? <laughs> I have never met luck. <laughs> because, oh, 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 you have such a good luck with your work. Oh, you have such a good luck. But luck doesn't exist. It has no mind. It have no, there is not a, it's not a person. But grace is a gift from God. Grace is an open door. Grace is something that comes, that God gives to us and stay with us. It's like a perfume. It's like an aroma when you step in and people go like, wow, that's, that's Tom Ford. <laughs> oh, that's a Cartier perfume. Mm. Are you with me? Grace comes with you. And the Bible explained that when, when, the, when now the multitude of those who, who believe were one heart and one soul. 
And the next verse says, and great grace was upon them all. So it's, it's something beautiful that comes together where people from all different ethnicities and culture are united, but by that faith in Jesus. Grace come upon them. And, and, and people could see it. Even the Bible speaks about that when they saw the disciples and they saw how they love each other, they say they must have known Jesus. Because the love that existed on them was shared in between them. And it's wonderful. No matter, you know, we travel, we do great festivals all around the world. But I almost always amazed of how, how, how much it touched my heart if I come to Burundi or Kenya or, or Tanzania. And I have never met these people. I have never talked to them. And I don't speak Swahili. You understand? I don't speak the language. But when I arrive, I feel this love to the nation and to the people. That can only happen when the grace of God is put out over our life. And I love, and I love that in times like this, we are more united than ever. We are united to glorify him. I'm, I, I, will go, I will start to go to the end. But there is a purpose why the church come together in all this beautiful bouquet of people. All this beautiful bouquet of flowers. And all this tutti frutti and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, milkshake, mangoes and uh, all the fruits. It, it is a purpose why it is like that. And, and the Bible says that it is, it, is, it, is, uh, it is to glorify him. Now, may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is this powerful thing. I have, been, I have been traveling all around the world. And uh, there is nothing more powerful see people from all different cultures, ethnicities, lift on their hands, praising the same Jesus. It is a powerful message to the world that it is possible to unite people together. And I remember when, when just the, the, the war had just passed in, in between Iran and Iraq. And we had people from two different countries that have been in war for years, sitting together, holding hands in tears and worshiping. And people can say, what made that happen? And the answer to that is a second chance. It's a new life in Christ Jesus when there is no differences between one another because we have become one under the same Father, under the same Jesus. And we all forgive with the same love. The, po the power moves in the matter of moving. I love this picture. I love this picture. He's carrying this shark. Small little fishes come together. And that's a picture of the church. My friend, uh, the church becomes a power, but not a power to take authority over others. The church becomes a power to present and, and create a platform of a living Jesus. It becomes a, it becomes a platform where we say everybody is accepted. Uh, we, we create a platform where we can say, hey, there is a second, second chance in your life. 
it becomes a platform where people uh, who, who believe that nobody cares about me, nobody loves me, uh, suddenly there is someone with big arms waiting and say, welcome to church. Unity creates generosity, love, and power. The cross is revealed in the unity of the church. This beautiful diamond, my friend, this diamond that is melted together, uh, 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 pieces of carbon that are pressed together. And like somebody said to me, to when they find a diamond, uh, you, 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 you just see a stone. You just see like, you know, a bunch of dirt. And, and, uh, and you, you take up this stone and, and you crush this stone. And there in between, there is, little, there is this, little, this little diamond. And I believe that the church is the hidden diamond in a society. I believe that the church is a hidden stone that when you find it, you find uh, uh, peace, you find unity, you find people from all different cultures coming together. And I, and I love, especially our church, when we have more than 60 different nationalities, people from all around the world. And when I come down to this basement, it becomes like I go to the hidden diamond where I see this. And then I step into this beautiful, beautiful place. And I think the, the church in the, uh, around the world, it looks exactly the same. And the Bible speaks about the same thing, that in the end of time, people from every language and ethnicity will stand together and praise in Him. And I believe that's the picture. That's the diamond carbons being pressed together in heat and pressed. And that's what unites us the most. The Bible says like this, that they, that they, this is the prayer of Jesus. And I will end with this and we go, we go to the end. But the, Jesus prayed like this, that they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. It is, it is, what can I say? It is a, a fruit of reaction that when people come together like this, it is more natural. Listen to this. Division is more natural than unity. War is actually more natural than peace. Listen to this. Chaos is more naturally than uh, harmony. Why? Because through the human history, humans have been trying to look for peace, look for harmony. And still today, we are fighting for the same things. We are fighting for love. We are fighting for peace. We are fighting for harmony. So in the world we live, we need something else. And that thing else is what the church preach about. And that is our Lord Jesus who came with peace, who came with love, who came with harmony. We will try in our own strength to create peace. We will try in our own strength through political terms and, 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 and rules and, and, and ideas to create peace. But the real peace comes first from within. Comes first from 
coming to Jesus and say, Father, forgive me. And when that peace have come to our hearts, we put down our weapons and we put down our ideologies and we say to one another, I love you. I forgive you. I believe in a second chance. And a church is created. People from around the world hold hands together under the same cross. That, my friend, is the message of Jesus. You have been listening to a podcast from SOS Church Stockholm. If you want to know more about the church or have information about our Bible school and leadership academy, go online to soschurch.se. We hope to see you soon at a celebration here in Stockholm or at one of our daughter's churches in Gothenburg or Malmö. Have a wonderful week.